You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Welcome, welcome. God bless you. Open up your Bible. To Isaiah 54. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your precious grace. Your presence is so evident. And I know that we are a family that are prepared. You said that we would build ourselves up by praying in the Spirit. We've been singing in the Spirit. We are edified, built up. And we want the faith we need for what I know you shared with me this afternoon. You said what you want to do, and I am a believer. I believe you, and I am an oracle sent by you, a voice sent by you, a sent one that you have ordained to speak your word. And I don't take that lightly. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And I humbly submit under your mighty hand. Lord, you give me the unction to say exactly what needs to be said. But I believe that people are going to hear more than the English words that I've spoken. Those that have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. So I receive that in Jesus' name. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Isaiah 54. Break forth into singing. Did you do that? Three people. Did you do that? Cry aloud. You who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Tell your neighbor, it's time to get over that poverty mentality. Do not spare. I understand saving for the purpose of investing. I don't save for fear of not having tomorrow. I will use the last one because there is no such thing as the last one. Because God can produce water out of a rock in a desert. Say amen. There's no such thing. How many of you heard is that uh, the deal of a lifetime. How many of you heard that? You got to sign today. This is the deal. You'll never get this deal again. Family, the deal of a lifetime comes every day. Get ready. Prepare. Stop thinking you don't have enough. You do. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. 
For you shall expand to the right and to the left. Your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities inhabitants. Now, how many of you understand that when Isaiah talks about your descendants, he is digging into, he's leaning on that blessing that he spoke on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the blessing. I will bless you and your household. Have you born again? Does the word say that if you are Christ's, you are Abraham's seed? Say this, I am actually reading about myself right here. Are you a descendant? Are you a descendant of Abraham? Yes. So this is me. Your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear. You will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced. You will not be put to shame. You will forget the shame of your youth, and you will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. Say, do not spare. See, family of God, we're dealing with a God who is the God of the possible. Remember Luke 18, 27, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Mark 10, 27, Jesus looked and said, with men it's impossible, but not with God, for with God, how many? How many? Do you think it's possible to resurrect your business? I just said a word today. Did you hear the Spirit of God? Is it possible to resurrect your business? And shout amen. No, 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 no. Not amen. See, that's the problem when we sit at home. We think no one hears us. I do. I said, God, is it possible for God to resurrect your business? Now, say it with faith. It is possible. Where it seems impossible to man, impossible to the banks, impossible to my critics, impossible to my enemies. It seems impossible, but not with my God. With my God... All things are possible. Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do how much? Exceedingly, abundantly above what you can ask or think. See, that's the problem. The enemy works in your thought realm. I just don't see how God can do that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah, but you know what it took to build this business? I've been through that, and I remember all the heartaches and the struggles and the battles. Yeah, that's because we were going through heartaches and struggling and battling on our own. But God can take a situation that seems like it's totally destroyed and in one day turn it around in 24 hours. Say, I'm ready. See, I'm prepping you here. I want you to be in that stance to get ready for what God's about to receive, about to send your way. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we had a look at this last week. Remember last time we spoke about the wisdom of God? Everybody say wisdom. That wisdom that Solomon tapped into and as a result became 
a wealthy man, successful in everything that he did. The moment you're born again, you receive not just the wisdom that Solomon got because his wisdom came from without, the Holy Spirit who is Christ moved into your life. Wisdom inside you. How many of you are born again? Lift your hand. Say, as a born again child of God, God Himself, the architect, the builder, the creator of the entire universe lives in me. I have the wisdom, the mysteries of the ages living inside me. And I don't have time to go to all the scriptures. We're going to have a look at some of them tonight. But I just need to say this here. How do you know that God's not hiding anything from you? If you need something, he'll tell you what it is. If Jesus came strolling through that door now and walked up here and said, do you mind if I have the microphone? Excuse me. It's your church. And he said, now, anybody here, tell me your problem. Do you think after you've explained it to him, he's going to say, I know what to do. But I'm not going to tell you. Then why'd you ask? Do you think you could ever stump God with your problem? Or do you believe he knows exactly what to do? And if you asked him, he would tell you. Well, he does. The Holy Spirit, who knows how to run a universe, knows how to run your business. If he knows how to get food to the sparrow, he knows how to get a million rand to your bank. If he created this whole body to function and, and distribute, I can eat, and it takes just stuff that grows out of the ground, and he can take nutrients and fibers and, 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 and all the minerals that are in there and the vitamins and the whole inside system, you don't even have to know how it works. You don't have to study it. You just have to put the food in, chew and swallow, and the system takes over, and it all works, and you get the right food in the right place. Your heart knows when to go, whoomp, and it knows when to, 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 and it just does it over and over without you even thinking about it. Do you think he knows how to get rid of that lump in that person's body? Do you believe he knows how to destroy a virus? God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you can even imagine. That's my God. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. We speak the wisdom of God. Everyone say the wisdom of God. In a mystery. In a, in a mystery. What are we talking about here? 
Well, keep your mark there and go a few pages forward, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and have a look at verse 2. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. When you speak in a tongue, you speak mysteries. Say that. When I speak in a tongue, I speak mysteries. What mysteries are we talking about? Come back to 1 Corinthians 2 verse 7. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Everybody say the wisdom of God. Now listen to this. This is the hidden wisdom. Everybody say hidden. Which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Why did God hide it? To keep it from you? He hid it for your glory. For your glory. For your glory. Go back to Ephesians chapter 3. Look at verse 20. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To Him be glory. Glory where? In the church. Glory in the church. How? By? What is Christ? The anointed one. By His anointing. Where's the glory? What does glory mean? Glory is that manifested potential. Glory is what you created to be. That's why when we see an eagle take off and soar and just fly with no, not even flapping its wings, such ease. You've heard it said, look at that eagle in all of its glory. What are we saying? We're seeing it displaying what it is. God has placed potential in you. Ability, and it's not based on the education you got at school. It's not based on the brain that we think, I just don't do math. I can't do, I don't understand science. I don't understand. I watch sometimes you try and explain something technical and some people just glaze. I'm, I don't, no, stop, stop allowing the enemy to lie to you. I don't understand maths. Why? You have the one who created it in you. See, family God, we've got to stop listening to the voices that have spoken to us through years and where people have told us that's just not our family. That's not who we are. Get used to who you are. Get used to your place. You've got to understand the way society works. You've got to understand this government. You've got to understand this people. You've got to understand that race. You've got to understand this, that, that. Whatever it is, it was lies from Satan trying to stop the glory that is in you from manifesting. God has created you to be the greatest that he's created you to be and he placed every gift every supply every provision you need inside of you to manifest that hallelujah yeah but we came from a poor family so i don't know how that happened but we got to stop thinking that poverty belongs to a certain race 
or poverty belongs to a certain mindset. No. I said no. God paid the price for all mankind. I don't care who you are, Jew, Greek, male, female, nothing of that matters anymore. If you're born again, you have the Spirit of God inside of you and full access to His kingdom, and no man can ever stop you from walking in it. No one. No one. No government can stop you. Stop blaming this government. Stop blaming this party. Stop blaming that party. No one can stop you. Yeah, but the people just don't work with me. The people don't, people that are, they just don't want to even meet with me. So? If God doesn't, if they won't cooperate, God will find someone who will. If they don't cooperate, God will find someone who will. Okay, I got Two-thirds listening. I need to say it again. You switched on? If they won't cooperate, God will find someone who will. Just don't let go. Don't give up. Say it with me. If they won't cooperate, God will find someone who will. In other words, no one's stopping what God's doing in your life. Not even the devil. The only one that can give up on it is you. And say, no more. Not me. We speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. It's a hidden wisdom for what reason? 1 Corinthians 2 verse 7 because it's all the hidden wisdom from God ordained before the ages for our glory. God hid this mystery for you. Why? Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. God's not hiding it from you. He hid it from Satan. See, if the devil knew, if he killed Jesus, he'd have Christ all over the earth in millions of bodies, then rather let him live because he couldn't kill Jesus if he didn't, Jesus didn't give his life. Jesus would still be alive today, but he could only be in one place on the earth in a physical body. So the devil thought he was getting rid of this Christ by killing him. Why? Because God hid it in a mystery. And so when Jesus bowed his knee and became the curse, he took it on. He said, no one takes my life except I lay it down. And the moment he laid his life down, the devil looked like, are you serious? You know, there might have been a moment he thought, has he been tricked? But he thought, this is too good to turn up. And he went ahead and he got Jesus killed. And that was exactly where God needed it to be. Because the moment Jesus died, the seed fell in the ground. Jesus said, unless the seed falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it produces a great harvest. And you and I were birthed as a harvest of this mystery. 
Don't you know the devil now reads this and says, now why didn't I see that? Yeah, we here today and we're not giving up. But as it's written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed them to us. How? Through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him, even though no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world. But the Spirit is from God. Why? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say this. I have received the Holy Spirit so that I can know the things God has given me. Look here. He says, verse 13. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the... Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Look at John chapter 14, verse 26. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you how many? He will teach you how many things? Do you think he knows how to run your business? Do you think he knows where you should be investing? Do you think he knows where you need to stay to be in optimum position for maximum income? Do you think he knows how to handle your marriage? How about raising children? He'll teach you how many things? All things. And bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. Isaiah 48, 17 says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who, who teaches you to profit. Now, family of God, let me ask you, if the Holy Spirit will teach you to profit, could it be it's because He wants you to profit? Just asking. Is that a fair question? So then why, I know you don't, this is for the you that you're going to give the CD to. Why would you come against prosperity? Evidently, God wants you to prosper. Why would he teach you to profit and say, that's just so that you know, I actually want you, I don't want you to prosper. Just want you to know how. <laughs> no, the reason you take time to teach somebody something is to take them to somewhere they haven't been before. Isn't that right? If I, there's something I don't know what to do, I find a coach to teach me. Show me how to do that. Why? Because I want to do it better than I've done it before. So the coach teaches me. And I say, thank you. Now I know. And I go home. Don't you think a coach is going to look at Now, what was that about? Why am I teaching you? Because I want to see you do it. The greatest joy to a coach is when you teach somebody something and then 
They succeed with it. That's it. That's what you, that's the reason why you teach. So why would the Holy Spirit teach you to profit? Because he wants you to. Now, I don't know about you, but in the English I learned, profit means more. I'm not talking about prophesying. This is profit. Profit, not prophetic. Amen. Profit means to increase. Bump your name and say, write this down. Profit means to increase. And the Holy Spirit wants to teach you to profit. Is that in your Bible? So don't worry about what people say. I've had it. I've had people give me all kinds of articles. And I said it this morning. They try and come and debate with me on, on, on social media. Let me just look in the camera. Let me help you. I will not join a debate on social media ever. People post and watch, they're going to delete me. You're right. My room, my platform, bye. I'm not yet to debate on social media. It doesn't work. If we sit in a room together, that's fine. Because we have to go back to it is written. I want to go back to it is written. Don't call me names. Oh, that camp and this, that, and the happy clappies and, uh, and uh, whatever. Names don't change doctrine. Scripture. It is written. The Word. Because when you get down to the Word, that settles it. If Jesus has spoken, it's settled. Proverbs 10.22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. So the only question left now is, are you blessed? Didn't the word say that Jesus became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham may come upon us? Well, what's the blessing of Abraham? I'm going to make you great Make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and nations will come to you to be blessed. Hallelujah. Now, family of God, I'm fully in agreement when people go, well, Jesus didn't die for you just to be rich. He died for salvation. Exactly. So what's the argument? I'm in agreement there. Didn't cost him his blood so I can have rands in the bank. That's a distortion and it's a misunderstanding of what prosperity is. He died to save your soul, to get you born again, reconciled to your father and ordained into the kingdom of God. And now you are serving God in the likeness of God himself, born of his spirit. You are an offspring of God, a son of God. That's it. That's what the blood of Jesus did. Now that you're living in the kingdom, let me tell you about what's in the cupboard. 
You getting this? What's available? What has dad got locked up in the vault that is keeping from Satan? But he's prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemy. Come on, give Jesus praise if you're getting a hold of this. Say this, I am blessed. And that bless, that blessing makes me rich. Hallelujah. I don't have time to get into what rich is because rich doesn't just mean you have five million rand. I know people with millions of rands and they are poor because they are in sorrow, heartache, divorce, ready to commit suicide, ulcers, trying to keep their pacemaker going. Money didn't make it. You're rich. Rich is when you have everything, every resource available at your fingertips. Whatever you need is available. When you need it, whatever you need, you don't have to wait for next week. Shout amen. amen. So how do we bring this out? If, we, if it is so, if I am rich, say I am rich. That's settled. If it is so, how do I see it manifest? Proverbs 10 verse 31. You keep reading on the way down. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom. The mouth of the righteous. How many of us are made the righteousness of God? Say, I'm born again. I've been made the righteousness of God. My mouth brings forth wisdom. Now listen to this. Job chapter 32. I'm going to read it to you from the Message Bible. When I, when I saw this, I thought, hey, 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 this is amazing. You've got to get this. Now you remember what happened with Job. How he lost everything. Family, he lost his children, his businesses, his staff. Uh, wiped out. And his wife is saying, why don't you just curse God and die? He said, even though the Lord slays me, I will not renounce God. I will serve Him. So his friends started chirping in. And they all had a reason. God's doing this because of that, and God's did that because you did this. And they're blaming Job, it's your fault. The Bible says he never sinned. Isn't that right? He was without sin. So what happened? Satan came. The Bible says when the word is sown, Satan comes immediately to steal the word. Just because something goes wrong in your life doesn't mean you did something wrong. Enemy wants to short circuit God's plan in your life. So he begins to speak. Now listen to this. Job chapter 32 verse 6 from the message. This is what Elihu, son of Barakel the Buzite, said. I'm a young man. And you are all old and experienced. That's why I kept quiet. And I held back from joining the discussion. I kept thinking. Experience will tell. The longer you live, the wiser you become. But I see I was wrong. It's God's spirit in a person. The breath of the Almighty One that makes wise human insight possible. The experts have no corner on wisdom and getting old doesn't guarantee good sense. Oh, I love it. What's he saying? You don't have to wait till you're old 
before you're a millionaire. Come on. You don't have to wait years and years and years before that body gets better. Come on. Family God, God has given us this wisdom, the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1, verse 25. Paul says, Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to His saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of this glory, of this ministry among the Gentiles, which is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The anointed one in you, the expectation of seeing the manifestation. Say that, the anointing in me, the expectation of manifestation. See, Jesus said in Luke chapter 8, verse 10, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. To you it has been given to know the mysteries. Luke 8, verse 10. I'm going to end on this one. Luke 17, verse 20. Listen to this. Now, when he has, was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Wherever you are is the kingdom of God. Why do you think? You see, wherever you put your foot, I've already given to you. Hallelujah. See, a title deed on a building means nothing. If God wants it, it's His. You walk on it, it's yours. Now, when I'm talking about taking anything, God doesn't hurt people. He doesn't take it from them. He will organize the best deal possible for everybody. That's the thing about, you look at the Jewish culture, it's always about the best deal. Both people must walk away winners. And if someone gets that, they will be blessed. I will bless those who bless you. But if someone says, I don't agree, you don't want to be caught working against God. Because when he said that's his, going to the town, You'll find a donkey tied up. Go fetch it. And when the owner comes and says, what are you doing? Just tell him, the Lord has need of it. Can you imagine that playing out? There the disciples are going, untie the donkey. And vrachis, there comes the owner. Excuse me? It's my donkey. No, the Lord has need of it. Oh, okay. That's what happened in Egypt. 
The Bible says that the children of Israel went to all the Egyptians and the Bible says they borrowed. Go read it. They borrowed. I like that. I like that Rolex. Can I borrow it? I, I, I like that. And, and, and they, they plundered the Egyptians, the Bible says, but they borrowed. It was all legal. And then God said, go. <laughs> Hello. And they walked out. Why do you think? Pharaoh wanted to go back and catch them. No, family God, get a hold of what happened. That was 400 years of back pay. Their mother, their fathers, their grandparents, their great parents slaved and were battling and struggling and under burden and under stress. And they were all the time worshiping God and honoring God. That was seed being sown and God is not mocked if a man has sown. And I'm telling you today, you have ancestors, you have people in your back ground that have prayed and have expected and trusted God. They put in the sweat. They put in, they were abused and they were downtrodden and they were run and they were rejected and they had shame. But that was seed and God has not mocked. The day comes when God said enough is enough and I am giving you back everything that belongs to you. It's harvest time. It is harvest time. Hallelujah. See, here's the thing. You have sown your seed. I'm not just talking about it. I'm talking about a history of abuse. The land that people lost. Property. Dignity. All those things that were stolen. God is restoring. He'll not allow you to be put to shame. Uh-uh. He is done with that, and he paid the price for it, and he's waiting for somebody that would dare to say this. Not everybody preaches this. Why? They're nervous about what social media is going to say. Not this preacher. You need to hear it. And I'm here from God to tell you this is it. This is it. This is your moment. This is your moment. You may as well get ready, get into a position to receive. I'm telling you, it's happening in this next week. 